Hi, welcome to Story Hall, a podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace and let us put a story in your hole. <laughs> I'm Roger. Hi, I'm Joey. And I'm Brian. I'm Kevin. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. How you feeling? Feeling, feeling well. You feeling, you feeling hungry? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. starving. I could eat a whole story. <laughs> you hungry for, for a story about love, a story about um, revenge? I want something cheesy. It, does it have a hunk in it? I, I feel like I could bite into a hunk. Yeah. We want a big old bite of a hunk. Need a hunk. You're looking for something with a hunk in it. A chunk yeah. of a hunk, yeah. Okay, that's perfect. I got I got just the story for you. It's gonna. I think it's really going to fill you up. I want to take a chomp out of a chunk of a hunk. A hunk chunk out of the chunk <laughs> of a hunk? <laughs> Is that a poem? Yeah. Did you just write a poem? That's a Walt Whitman. I think it's a Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's a lesser known Dr. Seuss. It was before he got his uh, doctorate. <laughs> just Mr. Seuss. Yo, yeah. John <laughs> Seuss. Yeah, Mr. Seuss. <laughs> Man, that's a very funny concept. Let's write some books called Mr. Seuss's. And they're just not very good. (laughs) Just full of porn. Yeah, lots of grammatical mistakes. (laughs) Okay, well, I've been wanting to do an episode on something for a while, actually. And I, I thought it'd be a funny, light topic to do. But I started to do some deep research. And I found that there's a lot of stuff on this thing that I want to talk about that seems very important. So I don't, I think it's too much to fit into one episode. Really? Oh, do we have a series? Uh-huh. If you guys are all right with it, I'd like to make today part one of our two-part series on the history and lore of Colonel Sanders. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> How can you possibly hit us with that? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to take a guess on when Colonel Sanders was born? Oh, boy. Uh... uh- Ni- 1972. 1972. Kevin's guessing that <laughs> Colonel Sanders is <laughs> currently 50 years old. Okay. <laughs> Younger than my father. <laughs> he's, he's alive. He's alive and well. How um, did he get that rank at such an early age? He's a prodigy. I'm going to say like like 1910. 1910? I would say 1870. Seven. Uh, Brian wins. It's 1890, which I was really shocked by because in my head, I always thought that Colonel Sanders seemed like an old historical figure, but Mm -hmm. I thought he probably wasn't actually, right? In the same way that like Ronald McDonald looks like a clown, but he isn't really a clown in real life. What? what? Roger. Roger, Joey doesn't know that Ronald McDonald isn't real. Oh, shit. No, no. Ronald McDonald. Yeah, no. He's a real clown. I was just kidding about that. (laughs) I'm sorry, Joey. He's. (laughs) I didn't mean to ruin your childlike childlike innocence. It's my birthday. I was going to have my party in the play place. (laughs) Did you guys hear that uh, McDonald's has moved away from Ronald McDonald because of that clown scare a few years back? Yeah, I just read that article, too. What? Mm -hmm. What? What is a clown scare? <laughs> when all those people were just standing all menacingly without talking, but they would have a clown mask this on. This was like and there was a rash yeah, like that. five, ten years what? ago. There's a bunch of people that were getting creeped out oh, by yeah. clowns. It's really funny, but but also uh, it's been a long enough time they can bring it back. That's yeah. I mean, it seems I mean, like McDonald's just is moving away from that fun, lighthearted, childlike uh, image anyway, right? They're all it's yeah. all like smooth and cool now. Yeah, the buildings yeah, are they painted have, like, black. Business lounges. Yeah, it's like Gru's house from Despicable Me. Could you imagine if you worked at a business? 
business. Like your CEO took you to a McDonald's <laughs> for your corporate meeting. Real weird. I mean, I wouldn't hate it. I do love McDonald's. Oh, I do love McDonald's. What if you pulled out a McRib when it wasn't? But hey, you know what? Fuck McDonald's. Let's talk about KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just want to start by talking about how old Colonel Sanders is. I was shocked that he was born in 1890. Colonel Sanders was born before Idaho was even a state. Wow. I think that's crazy, right? Yes. That is crazy. His full name was Harlan David Sanders, and his childhood was was pretty rough. He grew up in Indiana. His dad died when he was only five years old, which left Sanders' family without an income. So his mom got a job down at the tomato factory canning tomatoes, and uh, she had to work long hours just to make ends meet, which meant that Sanders was left at home with his younger brother and sister. And since he was the oldest, all the responsibilities of taking care of the house and raising the kids basically fell on him. So at like five years old, Sanders started learning how to do all these adult skills, like how to take care of the family. And one of the things that he did is he cooked the meals for everyone. That's commendable. Also, that's very interesting to think that you just have to learn how to cook so you get good at cooking. Yeah. Because I don't know how to cook now, and I'm 35 years old. He claims that at five years old, he was cooking full-on adult meals, like steaks and casseroles and stuff like that, which is insane. (laughs) He made Play-Doh food at five years old. That's not true. Steaks? Steaks are just hot meat. That's not <laughs> that difficult to do. So you're claiming you can cook a good steak, huh? I 100% can't. I think a, I think a child could cook a steak. Last St. Patrick's Day, I was like, oh, I'll cook um, a corned beef. And whatever I made, it wasn't a corned beef. It was just the most gnarled, gross hunk of white beef I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> beef isn't white. Beef isn't white. What did you do? I don't know. I boiled it for like seven hours and it came out white. <laughs> How much milk did you use exactly? <laughs> a lot of milk. <laughs> Did you put it in the microwave for 22 minutes and 22 seconds? <laughs> yeah. But all that responsibility meant that that Sanders didn't really have much time for school. So he dropped out at 12 and he got a job instead so he could start kind of bringing home some money and helping to support the family, which starts a, a wild list of jobs that Sanders did before he became the king of a chicken empire. It's a, it's a long list. And most of these jobs, he, he quit pretty quickly or or oftentimes just get fired for being bad at it. I would say that Sanders is kind of a bad boy in his younger years, a a bit of a loose cannon, Hmm. which makes sense since he grows up to be the bad boy of fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You guys want to hear a a quick rundown of the jobs that he worked on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at 12, he starts out as a farmhand, and he didn't like that. He thought farming was boring. So at 13, he got a job traveling around fixing horse carriages. At 15, he starts working as a conductor on a streetcar. At 16, he fakes his birth certificate so he can join the army instead. And it works. He gets sent off to Cuba for a couple years in the military, gets out of the military, comes back to the U.S., gets a job as a blacksmith, quits that because he sees a posting for an opening as a fireman. So he gets a job as a fireman. Jesus. (laughs) Quits that. Actually, no, I'm sorry. He doesn't quit being a fireman. He gets fired for insubordination, (laughs) which I can only imagine is... Putting out water? (laughs) No, he probably slit slit up the pole. (laughs) (laughs) We told you not to do that. Stop it. (laughs) Try to catch me. (laughs) (laughs) After he's fired from being a fireman, he starts studying to become a lawyer instead and he practices law for three years pretty successfully until he gets in a fist fight with his own client in the middle of the courtroom which completely ruins his legal career 
<laughs> and I was trying to figure out, I was, I was looking everywhere for any kind of record about what his brawl with his own client was, and there's no <laughs> there's no account of it. We missed the, the match of the century, yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you think that situation could have been? Why would a lawyer beat up his own client in court? I don't know, but it sounds like he's a wild man. He is. Yeah. Maybe the client just sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the client hated Maybe chicken. Maybe the client insulted chicken. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So nobody wants to hire him as a lawyer anymore. So he gets a job instead selling life insurance. Gets fired from that again for insubordination. Starts a a ferry boat company. Gets bored of that. Sells it. And he starts working for Michelin Tires as a tire salesman, uh, which he also gets fired from. And all this is by the time he's in his like mid-30s. So he goes through a string of careers just like one year after the other. But while he was working as a tire salesman, part of his job was to go to different gas stations to try to sell them tires for their repair shops or whatever. And he ended up making friends with the guy that owned a little gas station in Kentucky. And when Sanders tells him that he got fired from his tire salesman gig, this guy offers him a job managing his gas station, which seems really nice, but also probably not a great idea given Sanders' work history. Yeah. No, he's fired from everything. (laughs) Yeah. But it turns out Sanders is great at it. This is his calling. Uh, And one of the things that Sanders does to draw people into this gas station is he starts preparing food that hungry drivers can buy when they stop to fill up their gas tanks. It's like a convenience station. Yeah. And we're used to that today, right? You're on a road trip and you stop at a convenience store and you get like chips or a gross sandwich or something. Yeah. But Sanders was cooking full meals. He wheeled a dining room table out in front of the gas station and you could stop there and have like a pork chop dinner or like a nice cooked ham, which I think is really funny. The idea of somebody driving down the highway with like a, a plate of like hot mashed potatoes and ham in their lap. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you it was delightful, though. Can you imagine? Because it, it sucks when you have to go to the gas station before or after work. And and that's also like, you know, you're getting, you're getting off work at, you know, four or five and you go home, you have to get gas and then you have to go pick up dinner and you're just tired by then. But if you just stop to get gas and you someone already made you a really mm-hmm. nice dinner, I bet you that's delightful. <laughs> that's a good point. What do you think is the worst road trip food, though? Like, what's the worst food to eat when you're driving? Uh, coleslaw. It's mm. got to be something that's difficult. Um, I, mean, I feel like mashed potatoes and ham might be it for me. Yeah. Right? Fork in a big old ham in your mouth. Is there any? Oh, I could do a mashed potato. <laughs> honestly, I think like steak. Yeah, you got to cut a steak. Anything that requires two hands, inherently dangerous. How about like fondue? If you put mashed potato in a, in a, like a go-gurt. <laughs> squeeze, <two. laughs> squeeze potatoes. You can call it, you can call it go-tato. <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> well, let's get rich. Oh, that's so good. But Sanders, he starts getting a reputation. People start making it a point to pull off the highway and eat at his gas station because his food is so good. And um, one of the dishes that Sanders really thought he could make some money off of was fried chicken. He felt like his fried chicken game was was solid, but fried chicken took way too long to prepare and people didn't want to wait around for the chicken to fry. So there's no way he could have it ready in the kind of timetable that he would need it. So he just left it off the menu, but it was always kind of in the back of his mind. Now, eventually, the food got so popular that Sanders realized he didn't really need the gas station anymore. His roadside meals had outgrown the gas. So he opened up a little dining room across the street from the gas station. Oh, shit, wait. Let me go back a minute, actually. I I forgot something really important. Before (laughs) he opens up his restaurant, uh, Colonel Sanders gets in a gunfight and he shoots a guy. What? The story (laughs) story is pretty wild. Uh, He's trying to drum up business for his gas station. So he's going around painting big signs all around the area, like on billboards and sides of barns and stuff, directing drivers to come stop at his gas station. 
Now, there's this guy in town that happens to own a competing gas station. And when that rival gas station owner sees these signs, he's pissed because Sanders is stealing all of his business. So this rival goes around painting out all of Sanders' signs, just covering them up with white paint. And somebody tips Sanders off about this. Like a loyal customer comes in and says like, you hate Harlan, this guy is ruining your signs. And Sanders is not the kind of guy that's just going to sit around and let that happen. So he gets a couple of his co-workers together and they go out to confront this guy. And they catch him red-handed in the middle of painting out one of his signs on the side of a barn. And Sanders just starts yelling at the guy and the guy starts yelling back. And then the rival gas station owner throws down his paintbrush and just whips out a pistol and starts shooting at them. And Sanders is like dodging bullets and, and you know, <laughs> diving and rolling. And he pulls out his own gun that he was carrying and starts shooting back. And it's a full-on gunfight in the middle of this field. Eagle Eye Sanders, he lands a shot on the rival gas station guy right in the shoulder. Doesn't kill the guy, but it makes him drop his gun and he falls to the ground, like, you know, screaming. And the smoke clears and Sanders looks around and one of his co-workers that he brought with him is laying there dead. Gunshot to the chest, just killed him on the spot. Jeez, man. Sanders is there trying to revive the guy when the cops show up. They arrest the, the rival gas station owner for murder. He gets sent to prison. They also arrest Sanders at the time, too, for shooting the other guy. But the judge hears the whole story about everything that happened and just drops the charges. So Sanders gets off stock free, but pretty wild, huh? KFC is pretty good about social media. Mm-hmm. I think they should get into the video game world <laughs> and and this should be like like a, a like a Red Dead Redemption or a, a Dark Souls <laughs> where you play you play as Colonel Sanders yeah, fighting other take, rival gas station guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up. There actually is a, a KFC video game that we probably won't have time to talk about today. But it's a, a a Colonel Sanders dating simulator. What? Oh. We'll talk about that on the next on the next episode. Yeah, it's called I Love You, Colonel Sanders. Is that and it's, real? It's very good. But anyway, back to the restaurant. Sanders expands his little food operation into a, a small diner that's uh, basically just uh, across the highway, and he calls it Sanders Cafe. It's a huge success. He gets great reviews. Tons of people make a special point to pull off the highway on their travels to get Sanders' food. And it's also during this time that he figures out a good way to make his fried chicken recipe work. And I said a minute ago they felt like it took too long, right? Mm -hmm. So he just left off the menu. But he starts experimenting with this pressure cooker, a way of like frying it inside a pressure cooker. And he also develops a secret recipe that uses 11 herbs and spices that make the chicken crispy and delicious in like a fraction of the time it would normally take. So he starts doing that and it works. The chicken is a huge hit. Uh, it's the most popular dish in the restaurant. He claims it's so good that you'll be licking your fingers after you're done. And that's the birth of Kentucky Fried Chicken. You sound like a parent trying to explain finger licking good. That's <laughs> where it comes from, though. Whatever, Dad. <laughs> you sound like a responsible parent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Educating me. Yeah. Now, you might be wondering why he's called Colonel Sanders, right? Um, Colonel's a military rank. Uh, Brian, you mentioned a minute ago that, like, there's no way he could have climbed a colonel if he was only like, you know, 30 years old or whatever. Uh-huh. He was in the army when he was young, but he definitely wasn't a colonel. He was just a private, which, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the lowest rank, right? Yep. And colonel, that's pretty high up. That's pretty prestigious. Well, it's actually his chicken that gets him the rank of colonel. He is actually a real colonel, but it's not for military service. It's for making really good chicken. <laughs> what? His restaurant got so popular that it caught the eye of the Kentucky state governor. 
And the governor felt like Sanders deserved some kind of reward for making the state a better place with his delicious chicken. <laughs> That's so Jeez. funny. Wow. So he gives him the honorary <laughs> title of colonel. The official, the official recognition says colonel in recognition of significant contributions to the cuisine of Kentucky. But colonel, colonel in what though? I mean, it's kind of like, you know how in England you can be knighted if you're really good at something? Yeah. But in, you're in like Kentucky, they make you a colonel if you're really good at making chicken. Yeah. So he's like a colonel for the state of Kentucky. Yeah. You watch these like food commercials and they are always blowing their food way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Like it's the best thing in the world. But this feels like like it actually was. It was good enough for him to get <laughs> yeah. a new title of colonel for his contributions <laughs> yeah. to the state because right? of how delicious his chicken is. That's pretty insane. I mean, have you ever had KFC? No, maybe I should try it. Oh, God, it's so good. Have you really never had KFC? <laughs> no, I've, I've had KFC. Okay, thank God. I was playing them with it. <laughs> so when that happens, Sanders really leans into the whole colonel image. He starts dressing like an old Southern gentleman, like um, kind of has the vibe of like a retired colonel from the Civil War or something. You know, uh-huh. He grows out a goatee, wears white linen suits, got a little bolo tie. And that was all to fit his new image of a colonel. He just loved it. And his friends said that they went along with it as a joke at first, but after a while, it was just who he was. It was just part of his identity. Now, in the 1950s, things take a turn for the worse for Sanders Cafe, though. When it first opened up, it was right along the main highway that ran through Kentucky, and it got a ton of traffic, which meant a constant stream of customers for Sanders Restaurant. But in the 50s, the state built a new interstate highway that was way better and way faster, and it completely bypassed Sanders Cafe. His food was popular, but not popular enough that people would be willing to go like way out of their way for it. So business just kind of dried up. By 1956, Sanders had to sell the restaurant. But Sanders wasn't going to give up. He had some credibility now. People kind of knew his name. They were, uh, you know, he had a kind of a reputation for his chicken. So he started traveling the country in his old 1946 car, going city to city, state to state, signing up people to open franchises for restaurants of their own. He would cook up a batch of his chicken using a secret recipe and serve it to the owner. And if the owner liked it, Sanders would give him the recipe in exchange for a cut of the profit on every chicken that he sold. And he called this restaurant Kentucky Fried Chicken. And it works great. In 10 years, he opened up 600 different locations around Kentucky. Wow. Wow. But at this point, Colonel Sanders is an old man. He's 73, and it's just too much work to keep up with all this. So he sells KFC to some big company for $2 million. The new owners agree to keep Sanders on as the official brand ambassador for the restaurant, so he can stay kind of the face of Kentucky Fried Chicken, but it isn't technically his his restaurant anymore. So would they get like the franchise rights then? Yeah. So any, I guess, well, when was this, 70s? He's said? 70. He was born in 1890, so what would this be, 18, I mean, 1960s? Oh, I guess selling for $2 million is a lot two of million, money. That's a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Good job. <laughs> But in the 70s, the new owners start to change the secret chicken recipe, though. You know, the corporate bosses start cutting corners to save time and save money. Oh, really? Uh, They hire, like, a team of of kitchen scientists to break down Sanders' secret recipe and figure out ways that they can use cheaper ingredients and maybe cut down on the time it takes to make the chicken. And the taste of the chicken takes a noticeable dip. And Sanders was furious because that chicken is his baby, right? That's his life's work, basically, at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though he doesn't own the company anymore, he feels like it's his reputation that's on the line. 
So what he does is he starts showing up at random KFC restaurants around the country, just coming in unannounced. And if the chicken was using this new lesser recipe, he just throws the food on the ground and starts cussing out the manager and trying to fight, <laughs> trying to fight the kitchen staff. Wow. <laughs> There's the good old Colonel I, I know and love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Still fiery, even though he's seven years old. <laughs> I just like imagining too that you're some like pimply teen that's working at a KFC and the actual Colonel Sanders comes in and starts throwing chicken around your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. It's weird, too, because one, Colonel Sanders is actually there, and two, you made him furious by giving him his chicken. <laughs> yeah, he hates his chicken. Don't ever give him his chicken. Because I'm sure those people didn't know that they changed the recipe. How would no. they know? <laughs> they just think that Colonel Sanders hates his own chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Uh, he's publicly starts denouncing KFC. He's telling newspaper reporters that the chicken is, in his words, goddamn slop. He calls the new corporate owners a bunch of booze hounds. He says that the gravy is worse than wallpaper paste, which is really funny because he's still the official mascot of KFC this whole time. He's the, the face of KFC. They don't fire him. So Colonel Sanders is going around publicly saying that KFC is shit while he's still the mascot of the company. And he takes it a step further. He opens up his own competing Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant. He calls it the Colonel's Ladies' Dinner House after his <laughs> wife. And the logo is just clearly a girl version of Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and Sanders claims that the restaurant is the only place to go to get real KFC, the only place that has the actual secret recipe. At this point, Corporate KFC, they're like, we can't, we can't let this happen. They file a lawsuit to stop Sanders from doing it and to force him to close his new restaurant. But Sanders countersues for $122 million. And it's this heated courtroom legal battle. Eventually they settle out of court, and Sanders is given $1 million instead of $122, which seems like a defeat. But the courts let him keep his restaurant open. And it's still there. It's in a town called Shelbyville in Kentucky. And it's the only non-fast food KFC. It serves what's still technically the real Colonel's secret recipe, not what you would get from like a fast food KFC today. Do you think the Colonel represented himself in those court rulings? <laughs> Dude, he had to. Yeah. I imagine it'd be like a Foghorn Leghorn kind of thing, right? Yeah. Where he's like... But crazy. Or what's the... Uh, what is that? Uh, one, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Is that kind of like the... Southern I think you're thinking of my cousin lawyer. Vinny. Not one floor of the cuckoo's nest. Um, what's the other one about a bird? My cousin Vinny. Oh, to kill a mockingbird. To kill a mockingbird. Mocking yeah. Isn't that like a courtroom battle with like yeah. an old Southern lawyer in it? Man, that makes me want to go there so bad and eat like real Kentucky fried chicken. I love fast food KFC. So I can only imagine this would be incredible, right? But maybe it's not because why didn't this brand take off instead of KFC? Yeah. That's a good point. Maybe it's the name, Colonel's Ladies Dinner House. I like that better. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess if KFC is Kentucky Fried Chicken, we could just call this CLDH, right? Colonel's Ladies Dinner's House. You could just call it Colonel's Ladies. Mm, Short. I wouldn't want to abbreviate it. I want the whole thing. I want, I want it to be full, <laughs> full in my mouth, just like chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sanders died in 1980 at the age of 90. And uh, until his dying day, he never stopped talking shit about KFC, which is really funny. It's <laughs> um, his tombstone. It's epitaph. <laughs> it just said, KFC sucks, sucks my dick. It's fuck FC, so it looks like fuck KFC. Oh, good. Yeah. That's where we make our money. <laughs> Epitaphs. <laughs> also, he's seen as such a hero in Kentucky that his body was laid in state, like at, at the state capitol building after he died so the public could come pay their respects to him. Dude, I love the idea that, like, the Soviet Union kept Lenin embalmed. 
and we had something for like <laughs> the colonel. <laughs> yeah. Man, what if when they preserved Sanders for a public display, he was he was Kentucky Fried. <laughs> That's how they did it. They didn't have the embalming technology. <laughs> <laughs> just, they just breaded him and fried him. As it turns out, those 11 herbs and spices are all you need. It's a magical <laughs> recipe. Man, what if they used the different blend, though, and they fried him up the wrong way and his soul came back all furious? <laughs> what a, oh, yeah. in his face. Peeing on his grave. That's crazy. He's spinning in his in his crispy grave. Yeah. What year was this that he died? Uh, 1980. That's when the double was invented. The, the double? double? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a connection there. Well, after his death, Colonel Sanders started to slowly fade away from the KFC spotlight. The branding of the restaurant started to move away from the picture of his face and more towards just the initials KFC and like a kind of a modern sporty font. And obviously, since he was dead, he wasn't popping up in KFC commercials or anything anymore. So he kind of, you know, by the early 2000s, the image of Colonel Sanders was kind of obscure. KFC did a survey in 2010 to see if he still had any brand recognition. And they found that five out of 10 people knew the name Colonel Sanders, but didn't think he was a real person. Thought he was some kind of, you know, Ronald McDonald Mm -hmm. ass invented character. And three out of the 10 had never even heard his name before. Which is pretty crazy. That's eight out of ten people that don't really associate Colonel Sanders with any kind of significant that is you know, crazy. brand recognition. I would probably fall into that category, though. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I don't know if if somebody just came up to me on the street was like, "Who's Colonel Sanders?" I would probably say the mascot for Kentucky Fried Chicken. I don't know that I would necessarily commit to him actually being a real person. Maybe is that because Maryland? Is it because you grew up in Maryland? I'm closer to Kentucky than you are. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'm I'm from California and that's basically the United States. <laughs> <laughs> California is the Kentucky of the United States. That's what I've heard. It is. It is. Yeah. That's but, fair. Yeah. All that changed in 2015. That year, KFC decided that they needed a whole new brand overhaul and something to get people excited about fried chicken again, right? And who better to do that than the Colonel himself? So in 2015, they launched an $185 million campaign to bring back Colonel Sanders. And uh, how they do it is pretty incredible. Do you guys know who they hired to play the new Colonel Sanders? Do you want to take a guess? Um, I think I do know, but I don't want to spill the beans. Adam Driver. Well, give it give it a shot. because uh, Isn't it um, uh, Uncle Jesse? What's his name? John Stamos. John Stamos. Is it John Stamos? I don't think there's a John Stamos. No. But that's shocking because you you named pretty much the only celebrity that isn't on the list of people that have played Colonel Sanders in the last five years. It's insane. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Didn't uh, Norm MacDonald play Norm him? Norm MacDonald did it. Uh, the first one they hired was Daryl Hammond from Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. yeah. He only lasted for three months. And then they fired him, got Norm MacDonald. Five months after that, Jim Gaffigan, the comedian. Oh, yeah. Uh, George Hamilton. Rob Riggle? I don't know who Rob Riggle is. Apparently he's a celebrity, but that name's ridiculous. You'd recognize him. <laughs> yeah. Billy Zane, Rob Lowe, uh, professional wrestler Shawn Michaels, Ray Liotta, <laughs> Reba McIntyre. <laughs> what? Reba? Very funny. I think Rob Lowe was the one I was thinking of, like older handsome man. Jason Alexander was uh, was Colonel Sanders for a while. Oh, that's, that's him. Older handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> From 2015 to 2020, 15 different actors had been resurrected as Colonel Sanders. Uh, it's a pretty incredible list. Also, coinciding with all these different versions of Colonel Sanders, KFC partnered with DC Comics and published a series of comic books called The Crisis of Infinite Colonels, which is about the multiverse collapsing and different types of Colonel Sanderses from all different dimensions have to team up with superheroes like The Flash to fight villains that have teamed up with the evil Colonel Sanderses. 
which sounds incredible. I haven't read it. I'll try to read it before our next episode. It's probably, I can only assume it's great, right? It's a, yeah, wild ride. <laughs> and it seems like at this point, KFC is just getting weird. You know, their marketing campaign is just off the rails. There's so much stuff here I want to talk about. Uh, like we mentioned, in 2019, they made a video game called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator, Yeah, which uh, I've played a while, uh, maybe an hour of, and it's, it's great. We'll talk about that next time. Um, there's a, an original Lifetime movie starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. Uh, we'll talk about that. But honestly, there's just so much, and I feel like we can't do it justice in one episode. So, uh, oh, also there's a, a Colonel Sanders curse that's been plaguing Japan for decades. <laughs> we'll get into that next time, too. <laughs> wow. That's so funny. The, the Christmas thing? It's not a Christmas thing, no. It's uh, a baseball team that hasn't won a World Series in like, I don't know, 15, 20 years uh, because Colonel's, uh, Colonel Sanders curse. Yeah. So, Joey, didn't you do when you did the Christmas in Japan thing? Didn't you say that they celebrate with Kentucky? Yeah. Fried chicken? Yeah, they, they pulled the ultimate scam and got them. They got Japan to, to celebrate Christmas by, uh, you know, walking to KFC and everybody gets it there. And like you walk <laughs> home and visit all your friends on the way home. And that's just like everybody does it. That's a tradition. That's great. Was that in your Christmas episode from this past year? I think it was the year before this I'm year. Sorry. And I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah. I do want to end the episode with one uh, current event, uh, a new KFC development. Mm. I mentioned earlier that Colonel Sanders said his chicken was so good that you lick your fingers when you're done, uh-huh. which yeah. gave the rise to like finger licking good, the catchphrase of KFC. Mm-hmm. It's used all over the place in relation to KFC. Uh, but last year, in light of, of COVID, KFC announced that they would be dropping the slogan because they didn't want to reinforce any bad hygiene habits. And they're afraid that people would go in there and start licking their fingers after touching all their dirty, dirty COVID seats and everything. So another mm-hmm. casualty of the pandemic. No more finger licking good KFC. There was questionable, though. They changed it to finger banging good. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to say, since the failure of their attempt to do finger banging good, should we come up with one? Their new slogan in the post-COVID huh. world? So what's something What's something okay. safe that we can lick after eating chicken? Um, what's safe? Oh, home plate is safe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I think they should just lean into it. Yeah. yeah, and if if it's dangerous, like go all the way, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, they should just have the colonel come back. Now he's wearing black. Uh-huh. He's the bad boy of chicken, finger licking good. Oh, uh-huh. embrace it. Yep, just do it. And guess what? Just fucking do he's it. He's not wearing yeah. a mask. <laughs> yeah, yep. take your mask off and lick those fingers. You could mark. Yeah, you could market it to the south that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah be very popular. Uh-huh. I think that actually would work very well in <laughs> yeah. Kentucky. I mean, if people are like injecting ivermectin or whatever instead of uh, doing the actual mm-hmm. vaccine, might as well just full on, right? Yeah, horse, yeah. horse medicine good. Yeah. Horse medicine good. <laughs> but we'll leave it there for this month. Um, keep your mouth watering for more Colonel Sanders. I think probably mid-September I'll do part two. All right. Hey, if you like what we're doing, send us an email, storyholepodcast.gmail.com. You could give us suggestions. You could tell us. Uh, you, you secret crushes on us uh, really anything else you want to say <laughs> if you haven't followed us on Instagram we're at storyholepodcast on instagram.com uh, and then Brian if you want to do rate, rate, rate us and give us a review at uh, Apple Podcast rate us and give us a review at Apple Podcast great thanks guys bye bye, bye. see you next time bye.